The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Thursday, January 10, 2019 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, my name is Bob, what's happening? Hello, Bob Hello, coming up on today's show it's the esteemed Jody Hamilton. She's here today, fresh from the Golden Globes, and I can't wait to get a full report of the festivities uh, to honor her mom, the legendary Carol Burnett, who received the first annual Carol Burnett Award, of course. Uh, Trump said today he never said Mexico would pay for the wall with a lump sum check. But, but, of course, of course his campaign website completely disagrees. Uh, I guess his campaign website is fake news, huh? And once again, once again, we have collusion. Yeah, yeah collusion. <laughs> that's, that's our new collusion sound. Okay, now's the time to reward yourself for making it through the holiday season with some goodies of your own from Amazon.com. And when you shop, don't forget, make sure to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon where you shop as normal, but because you use our link, we receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Again, all you have to do is click the big all caps Amazon link and that's it. No special codes, no promo codes, nothing. That's all you have to do. Meanwhile, you can use uh, our Chris Lavoie banded masculine link beneath the logo to shop for man-scented candles including my favorite fresh-cut grass-scented candle and his all-new grocery store sheet cake candle. (laughs) Yummy. Oh, by the way, no calories in that candle. And thank you for shopping through our Amazon link and our Banded Masculine link and all that crap. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. What are you doing, detective? What are you doing talking to my client without me present? You sneaky Pete. <laughs> What'd you say to Babyface, huh? Didn't you say anything stupid? By anything stupid, I mean anything at all. And we'll talk about it later. Right now, you out. Ten minutes ago. Go on. There are laws, detective. Have your kindergarten teacher read them to you, right? Go grab a juice box. Have a nap. Go on. All right. Who do we have? Brandon Mayhew. Brandon Mayhew. Ah, here we go. Public masturbation. What? I don't get it. What's the kick? Why don't you do it at home like the rest of us with a big flat screen TV, 50 channels of pay-per-view, in a Starbucks? That's nice. (laughs) That ain't me, man. I, I was... The guy who was selling meth, allegedly. Okay, all right, I got you. Meth, right. I'm sorry, that was a little transpositional error. Nothing a little whiteout can't take care of. Yeah, and uh, felony quantity. Just barely. Yeah, just barely. The cops around here are like butchers. Always got their thumbs on the scales, you know. But good luck arguing that in court. <laughs> Let me get down to brass tacks. I'm going to get you a second phone call, okay? You're going to call your mommy or your daddy or your parish priest or your Boy Scout leader... And they're going to deliver me a check for $4,650. I'm going to write that down on the back of my business card, okay? And I need that in a cashier's check or a money order. doesn't matter. Actually, uh, I want it in a money order. And uh, make it out to Ice Station Zebra Associates. That's my loan out. It's uh, totally legit. It's done just for tax purposes. And after that, we can discuss Visa or MasterCard, but definitely not American Express, so don't even ask. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show.
Oh, what's happening? Uh, I think we should start the show now. Hey, it is the Trump Crisis Day 721, 663 days until the 2020 presidential election, and day 19 of the Trump shutdown. And oh, look, it's Jody on the show. Jody Hamilton. Hi, Jody, Jody, Jody. What did you what did you call me earlier? I forget what was it the, the it was some really nice adjective and and I am not worthy. So the the esteemed Jody esteemed, Hamilton. Yes, that's what it was. And like esteemed no, Jody Hamilton. Yeah. Not even close. Well, of course. I mean, you were sitting like four inches from the Golden Globe stage with <laughs> with Lonnie, your husband. I was your mom at the table too. She was. It was funny when we got because Lonnie and I got to the table before she did because nobody wants to take our picture <laughs> and. And it took her. She barely. She barely got to eat. I mean, same oh with God. Michael B. Jordan and Lupita. The half the cast of Black Panther was with us, and <laughs> so, so I'm awesome. sitting. So we get to the table now. Mom got to bring me, uh-huh. Lonnie, um, her manager, his girlfriend, her husband, and and another friend. So I mean, we took up most of the table. But I got to meet Bob Iger. Hi, can you give me a sitcom? Anyway, yeah, um, or all the money, so, please. Just give me a show. <laughs> He's the head of Disney, right? That's who Disney, Bob Iger yes. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I literally said, "It's nice to meet you, Mr. Iger." He goes, "Call me Bob." I'm like, "Okay, okay. I'll remember that in the future." Okay, Bob, 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 Bob. Bob. Uh, so, so now I, I'm I'm on a first name basis with the CEO of Disney. <laughs> Right. But I mean, that's just weird to me. That and then Jeff Bezos was at the next table, and I said, "Mom, I'm such a geek. I know who Jeff Bezos looks like." You know? Oh yeah, but Trump's nemesis, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. His, that's his great. arch nemesis, yeah. and who went to school with my friend David Shockett for the win. Oh my um, god. Yeah, I came this close to saying something, but I didn't. But so, so Lonnie and I get to the table, and we're the first two people there. And I said to yeah. Lonnie, because our, you know, we're literally at stage left of the stage. And I said, I said, look, if I'm producing this, I'm going to want famous people all sitting together so that the cameras that are facing the audience see just famous faces. Yeah. Plus, they don't have to turn their chairs to look at the stage. It's right. a couple of reasons to make sure that the famous people are seen on camera and that they don't have to, you know, scurry around every you know, commercial break. Exactly. So we sit with our backs to the stage initially. And then Steve and my mom and uh, Steve and his girlfriend, Jan, and, and my mom and, and uh, her husband and, and Sachi get there. And they're like, well, why don't you guys move over one? So we moved over where we ended up sitting. Mm-hmm. And then Bob Iger comes in. Well, ABC <laughs> comes in. There, and I'm like, Bob. do you Bob. want famous? Bob. But ABC comes in before Mr. Iger gets there with his wife. Uh-huh. And they said, well, no, we can put the Black <laughs> Panther kids over here. And I'm like, well, shouldn't. Did you refer to that as the Black Panther kids? Yeah. The Black <laughs> Panther kids are coming. It's like, OK, rock on. And I'm looking at this woman from ABC. It's like, don't you produce television? Um, <laughs> yeah, because the Black maybe, Panther kids, that's going to be the new Saturday morning cartoon. It's like, it b- should be, b- actually. Black Panther babies. You know, like all the that Black Panther awesome, characters. Yeah. That would be a great show. I would watch but it's that. Little kids and hijinks and their cribs and you know, like, like the Muppet it babies. It would be of course. awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, but so, and, and, and I said, well, don't they want famous people sitting next to each other? Like my mom and her husband should be next to each other because sure. they're married and stuff. Right. And then Steve and Jan and Lonnie and me and Sachi can all sit with our backs to the cameras. And then you put Lupita and Michael, you know, and, everybody, <laughs> and they're like, no, it's fine like this. I'm like, okay, I, they're your people. I, it's just you know, so awesome. Yeah. You know, because my producer mind goes, I want people that people recognize to be seen on camera. That's right. And it makes perfect sense. Of course. It's so obvious. Which is why Lonnie and I were not sitting next to my mother, not famous people. But of course, you were sitting, you would have been sitting with your back kind of to the stage, but then you spun around and you were then We spun around a little, yeah, we were facing, everybody spun, you know, had to spin around um, that were, you know, their backs were to the stage for food, not that Mm -hmm. anybody ate. Right. And by the way, the food... (laughs) 
The food. Okay. F- food at these things are usually not very good anyway, but they offer it soup, which is going to get cold. Soup. Of course, we love to so, talk about soup and talking and soup. not talking and snow and peas. Talking, and, you know, exactly. So, so first off, if you're going to offer soup, offer gazpacho soup. or vichyssoise because right. they can be cold. Mm-hmm, sure. So they take the soup away because they take all the food away at 4.30 because the show starts at 5. Right. So, so then the, the main course comes and just you want to have good breath. You want not to have bad teeth when you're going to be on TV and talking to people at close <laughs> range. And yeah. They served fish. Uh-huh. And black rice. Okay. Fish that was very fishy smelling. Yeah. And black rice that gets stuck in your teeth. In your teeth, exactly. And I'm right. sure Bob Iger, his teeth were just loaded with it. Also, he chews with his mouth open. That's what I'm told about. Oh, no, I caught him. I Bob. caught him. He was eating. <laughs> they ended up bringing, like, once they took all the real food away, they brought sandwiches for everybody that didn't get to eat, which was all the celebrities. Oh, okay, sure. Um, so that there's no clinking. They don't want to hear clinking. <laughs> no, other than no alcohol. <laughs> If it's filled with alcohol, the clinking is fine, but they don't want clinking. Right. And so they brought like a thing of fruit and some cookies and some beignets and some sandwiches and stuff. Oh, my and, God. And, and I look over and I see Bob Iger eat off of, it looked like Lupita's plate, but it was just kind of the oh! table plate. Oh, And I'm like, I saw minute. that. Oh, that's I saw horrible. That he, well, it wasn't her plate. It was everybody's plate. But I'm like, I oh. saw that. He goes, what? It's a grape. What? What? So he's um, so Bob Iger, the chairman of Disney, the man who has everything, all everything. the money, is taking food off of other people's plates. Actually, it was kind of for the table, but still. Oh, well, okay, but I it mean, was just closer to Lupita than it was to him, and I'm like, I seriously. See. All right, all right. Well, the man can get his own grapes for God's sake. He, he can. Get he can. <laughs> individual servings of grapes for Bob Iger, please. I was actually very. Um, <laughs> Uh, he was incredibly humble and very nice. So, you know, it, when my brother and I are ready, I'm going to be like Bob. 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 I got a showrunner. I got my brother. We got people. Bob. <laughs> We're ready. Just give Bob. us a pilot, Bob. <laughs> so I'll send great. him that audio via text. So I, I got to ask you, was your mom nervous about making her presentation? Uh, was she... she was nervous enough. I mean, like, a good nervous. Yeah. Um, I mean, she knows Mr. Carell very well. So um, him presenting was... Mr. Carell. I love the whole, how, how they presented it was very cute. You know, and the nominees are. Yeah, right. And that then was her so... holding, you know, crossing her fingers. With the fingers funny. crossed. Yeah, geez. You know, she is still sharp as a tack. She mm-hmm. she looks great. She was playing along with the bits and her and her speech, her acceptance speech for the first annual Carol Burnett Award was uh, was fantastic. She seemed maybe a, a touch nervous right at the beginning, but boy, she settled right back in, hit every beat. I even liked how she made sure to uh, remark about the fact that budgets have been mm-hmm. basically decimated for television shows now that yeah. there is so much diversity in television as far as the number of the sheer volume of shows out there. Right. So then the, the amount of money that could go to an individual half hour sketch show now is getting spread around over all kinds of different platforms and everything like this. And so there's no cash to have like an 80 piece orchestra anymore live in the theater with you at the same time and then dancers and costumes and Bob Mackey and Tim Conway and and uh, Vicky Lawrence and this huge crew I, I was so glad that she made that uh, made that little it was almost it wasn't a political statement but it was kind of yeah. a remark on the times which is well, uh, it was a remark on on uh, uh, I was talking to somebody else about this because it was I think it was in 2000 with the bad writer strike because it lasted a really really long time yeah and that's when modern day, because I blame MTV for the reality of TV of like Big Brother and Survivor sure. and stuff because they started it with the real world. But um, the, the 
quote unscripted reality television came out of that strike, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. They deserved what they needed. I, yeah. I'm in full support of the writers for striking, but that was an unfortunate outcome of that. And because they're willing to just to exploit people that aren't actors and and producer editors or what we call predators, mm-hmm. um, create the narrative. Then yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, so it, it's 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 a horrible form of television. I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah, of it's hard to watch. But it's cheap to produce, and it makes them a fortune. <laughs> I'm such a sucker, though. I totally watch. You know what I watch? I watch Vanderpump Rules. What what the hell is wrong? Uh, what with is me? that about? What is, I don't <laughs> even just, know what that is. It's a bunch of asshole. It's like every single reality show out there. It's just a group of assholes. In this case, twenty and thirty something assholes who treat each other like assholes. It's basically every episode is an excuse for everyone to go out and drink and then. Scream scream at each other. Uh, more specifically, all of these kids are employees at one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. Oh, okay. So and there is a person named Vanderpump. There okay. is a real person. I was like, person, what is a yeah. Vanderpump and why does it rule? <laughs> yeah, she's in the uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And so oh, they, they gave okay. her, yeah, she's got her own spinoff. And uh, and this is Vanderpump Rules. Somehow I end up watching all of that. See, Lonnie falls into all the car shows, first yeah. off, which is weird and kind of entertaining to a certain extent. But sure. then... Every now and then, I'll catch him watching Chris Lee Knows Best. Oh, okay. I know that one. And you know what? The, uh, my history with reality shows, I want to get back to politics here in just a bit, but we're, you know. <laughs> and Brian May and Rami Malek and yeah. Tyler Perry and Fonzie. I talked to Fonzie. Right. And if you don't like us talking about the Golden Globes and reality shows, <laughs> listen to another podcast. All right. Yeah, so listen to mine. It was only 34 <laughs> minutes of the Globes. You know, I used to watch reality shows. I used to watch American Chopper. And I still, to this day, Kimberly and I will watch uh, reruns of Little People, Big World. And it's so funny. With American A friend of mine worked on that. I love that show. It's just like, and you know what I love more than anything about that show is describing to other people what the show is. So, so you watch this, what is it again? And I say, well, it's Little People, Big World. And they say, well, what's that about? And I say, it's dwarves that run a pumpkin farm. I mean, how could you not? That's I all mean, that matters. That one, that's the elevator pitch for Little People, Big World. And how can you resist? that pitch it's dwarves and they run a pumpkin farm how that can you the best pitch the question is why are you not watching that watching show that? why wasn't i a friend of mine worked on it what was i thinking but it's funny you mentioned the writer strike because that was one of the things we talked about with steven weber yesterday and it wasn't the mm-hmm. 2000 writer strike i think it was the 2005 writer strike mm-hmm. i want to say it was the one right. that ended up prematurely killing uh, Aaron Sorkin's West Wing follow-up, which was Studio right. 60 on the Sunset Strip. Which, oh, I loved that show, too. That was like it yeah. was like an infomercial for how you produce variety. Right. It was great. And, and Weber was like the Jed Bartlett of the show. He was mm-hmm. like the top dog on the show. He was the guy who right. ran the network. And so one season and then canceled. And it also had to do something with the... Uh, how how we like to in this country we like to build up our heroes and then smash them down which yeah. is what exactly happened with the press and Aaron Sorkin after the success of the West Wing the press was basically like oh we dare you to have another successful show Aaron Sorkin go F yourself with your stupid television series about sketch comedy or whatever and so that's kind of why it went away but you can hear that and, and a whole lot more in my interview with Steven Weber um, any other details from the uh, the Golden Globes that we should be 
aware of other than Bob Iger having a, a, like black rice jammed in his teeth and stealing well, Lupita Nyong'o. I don't know if he did, actually. Oh, okay. I certainly did. But, I'm just going to um, imagine that he did. That, that Bob okay, Iger's a guy, that. he needs to floss. He needs to carry those floss things with him at all times. He's he's quite handsome, by the way. Oh, really? Um, oh, Bob. He Bob. is. He's quite handsome, Bob. Because, of course, he's uh, a Bob. Bob. Well, keep the faith, Bob. <laughs> keep, the faith. Um, keep the faith, Bob. But what was even cooler was, you know, we're sitting down and we're chatting and then Next thing I know, Brian May and Rami Malek are sitting. Oh my God! Right there. Right, like, of like, course. Yeah, the, right, they're right there. Like the new Freddie Mercury and one of the greatest guitar heroes of of all time. Of all time, right, right there. And so, right. I, uh, the end was Lonnie. Like the first commercial break, everybody kind of stands up and is looking around, and and Lonnie goes, "Oh my God, Rami Malek's got a white <laughs> smudge on his tux on the back of his tux." And I'm like, oh, he goes, tell him. And I'm like, okay. And he did. It was enough for, if you had a big enough TV, you could have seen it. You know, (laughs) it was small, but I mean, you know, it looks giant because it's white on a black tuxedo jacket. You're telling Mr. Robot he's got a white smudge on his jacket. Exactly. So I I go, I I tap him on the shoulder and it's like, excuse me, Mr. Malik, but you have a white smudge. Do you mind if I get it? And and take it off, and he goes, no, 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 yes, please, please, you know. Is, is that a pickup line? What are you asking? Yeah, me? kind of, you know. You'd think. And so Lonnie hands me a napkin with some. I said, it's just water. And he's like, please, and I got it off. And then he goes, thank you so much. And I introduced myself, and he goes, oh my god, that's your mom. And I said, yeah. He goes, oh my god. And he was just so lovely yeah. about my mother, right? And and I said, I'm such a huge fan, and what a great film, and I love you on Robot, and yeah, yeah. And he was like, and I introduced him, to Lonnie, and then we got the picture. But then I introduced myself to Brian May, and I said, I'm a gigantic. <laughs> fan he goes i feel so weird being here and i said what are you talking about you're a rock star he goes but everybody's so glamorous and and i'm like well, he's you're, brian you're, may for that's God what i said sake. i'm like you're brian may he goes no i don't belong and i said <laughs> and i thought to myself that's the yeah, astrophysicist nerd right jesus christ that's, that's right that's, that's his, true he's an astrophysicist <laughs> i forgot about that yeah, that's the nerd in him thinking he doesn't belong. Yeah, well, I, I know that feeling. I, I'm not sure I entirely belong on this show. And so... <laughs> and it's named get, after you, so it's I good get, that it's your show. Yeah, I totally uh, get it. But I was like, I was completely blown away because I didn't think... I mean, I've known some people who have turned up at uh, award ceremonies, like uh, uh, like Paula, who runs Bubble Genius, always ends up at these award ceremonies. But, you know, it's uh, it was one of those things where we saw you and you were like right next to the stage. And I was like, I went into full like Barney Fife asshole I, bragger I saw mode. your texts. I was like, <laughs> I'll do a podcast with her. Uh, yep, 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 yep. No, I mean, it was so, it was like, and I got to speak with Mr. May a few times. And in fact, when Rami won his golden globe mm-hmm. and he walked up on stage and they cut from us to mr malik up on stage i turned to mr man i said congratulations he goes this is amazing <laughs> you know he was just he was flummoxed right. he was flabbergasted he was so excited for and the movie is so good and there the casting was genius not mm. just rami malik but every if you look at the real footage and then realize that the actors that they cast not only look like them but are good actors yeah how they did that is beyond me wow yeah, because it's hard enough to cast a good actor to play the role. Yeah, but to look like the person that they're playing, right? It's is very even harder. Very, exactly, because a lot of times you can see right through it, and you know mm-hmm. it, there are a few exceptions where people just get buried in their parts, like Patricia Arquette's part in Escape at Danamora. Amazing, she, completely disguised in that. There's no way you tune that in, and you, there's no way you know that that's Patricia Arquette playing. Well, that even role. Rami had to Rami Malek had to use those teeth. Yeah, the giant Freddie Mercury teeth. And the only reason they look so big on him is because his teeth are in good shape. 
shape. <laughs> That's um, right. He doesn't have if the his teeth were all messed teeth. up. It would have been easier for them to give him messed up teeth. But but every other character, the guy that plays Brian May, the guy that plays Deacon, the guy that plays Roger Taylor, they look like them. Yeah, it's incredible. It was incredible. And it's casting. not Christian Bale's makeup artist or you know Gary Oldman's makeup artist doing it for them. They just look like that. Well, and then there's a solid chance for Bohemian Rhapsody to win uh, Best Picture at the Academy Awards now. Well, I think it's going to be, as far as actor, it's going to be between Malick and, and Christian Bale, obviously. Yeah. Oh, to, oh, my God. And his Dick Cheney. Talk about a guy who's completely yeah. bad. Usually you can say, okay, that's Christian Bale. Not this right. time. Not with no. uh, Dick Cheney. That is what he's no. got the voice. He's got the mannerisms. Mm-hmm. He's got everything so down. And I loved when he said at the uh, Golden Globes that he was going to take on Mitch McConnell next. I thought I that, that. I, I, that would be so fantastic to see. Uh, Christian Bale dressed up as a turtle would be absolutely yeah. 100% outstanding. Maybe they'd even have a scene where he's uh, having sex with a croc. That would be so much fun. Christian Bale's working on this voice right now in the mirror. <laughs> he's totally method. He's working on his uh, He's his very method. He's got his crocs. But he's in no, the back, backyard humping the crocs. Well, I got to Jesus. see Patricia Arquette. I got to see Patricia before the show, and I know her because of Alexis. And yeah. um, it was right as the red carpet where we were, and she comes in, and I'm like, Patricia, it's Jody. Oh my God, hugs, kisses, the whole nine yards. And I said, My mom, we're at table two, come by. But she got to see mom beforehand, uh-huh. and she was so quite sweet. She tweeted back to me about oh. how nice I looked, and, and I'm like, and it, well, I actually direct messaged her when she won. I'm like, mm-hmm. and A, the F bombs were awesome. Yes. Um, she she dropped two and somebody else dropped one later in the evening. Um, but she's just I mean Patricia is well deserved. If you haven't seen Danamora, see it. It's, it's an amazing, an unbelievable show. Yeah, yeah. And the it final really the and final then, two hour episode was oh just my staggering. God. Yeah, staggeringly amazing. And then I I ran into Laura Dern in the ladies' room. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because that's what you do. Yes, of course, um, from Jurassic I, Park. Yes, and I went to high school with her. Yeah. For like a minute, and uh, she's so I'm like, great. Laura, she is, and she's so sweet. I said, Laura, it's Jody Hamilton. She goes, ah, your mom, you know, and <laughs> just so nice. Which and is, then I got to- basically, that's what I say every time I see you. I was like, Jody, your mom! <laughs> and then, and but before I saw her, I, I did introduce myself to Regina King and Sterling mm-hmm. K. Brown, and they were both just tremendous. Regina King, I could just, I love her. I, she kept hugging me. <laughs> and then um, Fonzie. You, and you also met uh, Alyssa Milano, who uh, said- Alyssa Milano, who was so gracious. She was so gracious. And I said, I believe you did a podcast with my friend Kimberly Johnson. Yeah. She's one of my favorite women. And- uh, and then she, I said, and you know my friend Stephanie Miller? She goes, one of my other favorite women. So, <laughs> no, she was said, so you said, lovely. You said Bob Seska. He said, oh, she, he's another one of my favorite women. I like the use of his razors. Um, <laughs> I love his Harry's razors. That's I right. I love his Harry's razors. But no, and then I did get to meet Fonzie, which was kind of a highlight. Oh, and as he's well. so good on Barry. Yeah. I almost wish. He was so good. I almost wish they would do a spinoff show. It's a funny thing with Barry. We started watching Barry, and then we were like, well, why don't we just watch Dexter? <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's the shows are not not to I mean Barry's a great show and obviously it de- deserves all of the uh, accolades it's getting but at the same time it just it makes me want to watch Dexter again uh, which I I still think is a, the superior show and that says a lot because they're both good shows but I, I'm so glad uh, that uh, you got to attend and I'm so uh, thrilled no, to I see highly your recommend mom if you can afford and- if you can afford to buy tickets ever to the Golden Globes because if you can buy a ticket you can sit like I did with the Russian contingent in 1998 yeah um 
that's who I sat with in 98 because I bought myself a ticket. Well, maybe you can call up Bob Iger and he can lend me money and then I can go to the next Golden Globes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, it, it, it is a fun show because people yeah. they do encourage people to drink. Yep. And they encourage everybody to get up and mingle. Right. Yeah, which is and, great. And, and it's, you know, yeah. it, it was that's why uh, Ricky Gervais, I think, was such a great host of the Golden Globes mm-hmm. because he was and he didn't obviously he didn't host the most recent one, but he's been kind of the most notorious host in, in recent yes. years because he's also drinking while he's hosting and he's got his lager there and whatever he's drinking. Uh, and uh, it just it, it all meshes together as far as I'm concerned and creates sort of a, a more fun, lighthearted atmosphere. So I, I was well, like it when Ricky get- Gervais is up there. Oh, I let well. The last thing of the evening before we went into the party afterwards, that was the Golden Globes party itself. Yep. Um, just note to the Golden Globes people: do not have it be like a disco at a gay nightclub at <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> Why? If you want celebrities to stay. <laughs> because it was so loud, you had to yell. Oh, that sucks. And it was a DJ thing. It was goo goo. Oh and I'm like, God. where's the ecstasy in the glow stick? I mean, right, you know, right. And then at yeah, 8:30 I mean, you- in the evening, it's early for us when it's over. So it's mm-hmm. 8:30 at night, and you want celebrities to hang out. I saw uh, all of them just kind of did a lap and left. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that that's awful. I mean, and you know, if I was there, I, I wouldn't have been able to hear anybody uh, over all of that because I'm I'm mm-hmm. generally hard of hearing anyway. Like Stephanie Miller and I just wear our headphones really, really loudly. So our hearing is damaged, and you're in an environment like that where there's not only the din of people yelling at each other because they can't hear anything, but then also the music and everything and these just giant that rooms awful. that there are horrible acoustics, and it's just a that pain in the ass. And then my it was vo- awful. And then my voice ends up getting all raspy and worn mm-hmm. out by the t- because of yelling for hours on end. So yeah, I, I don't blame people for bailing out of that one. That sounds terrible. No, it was, it was insane. But before we walked in, my mom was talking to Sam Elliott, whom I've had a crush on since <laughs> I was like ten. Yeah. And so I, but I was too many people f- away from my mother to meet him. So as he turns to leave, he's going to go do some press or whatever. I see his lovely wife, Catherine Ross, mm-hmm. in the hallway where we're heading to go to the goo, goo, goo party. <laughs> and so mom and, and Brian and Sachi and, and Steve and Jan go in front, and Lonnie and I are kind of hanging behind them. And as we walk by, I look at Catherine Ross and I go, Mrs. Elliott. And she says, yes. And I said, my name is Jody Hamilton. I introduced myself. And she says, hi. And I said, by the way, I've had a crush on your husband for 42 years. And she goes, she looks at me, she goes, get in line. <laughs> get in line. Did you? Did uh, Sam Elliott give you a mustache ride? Did you get a mustache ride? I wish. Ride that would have been nice. No, I did not get to meet him, but his wife was so generous and sweet, but that was the funniest line. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, she goes, you, you're, in a, you're in a long line of ladies. Right. Well, all <laughs> like, he, of course I am. All he was able to get out in that giant room with the loud music was, it's fucking loud in here. <laughs> so goddamn loud. I got to meet William Macy, Tyler Perry. I oh mean, my God, William was... H. Muffman. I noticed that William H. Muffman uh, presented. He was there. He he did with his wife. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that's and, their that's and... their that's the Colbert's combined name for Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy. <laughs> William H. Muffman. Uh, as I like in, that's a good one. And the movie they did together, the Splendiferous Zeppelin Escapades of William H. Muffman. That was the name of the fake that's movie fantastic. that Colbert joked about. All I right. love that. Well, most importantly today, Jody, we have collusion. Yes, we do. Let <laughs> use that from now on every time. Every time I say, we have collusion. 
sometimes I make myself giggle. Did you get that impression? <laughs> um, we'll start here, and then we got to backtrack to all the emergency, national emergency border slat thing here in just a second. But uh, once again, these it's stupid Watergate. These are the stupidest criminals in the history of stupid criminals. And of course, Paul mm-hmm. Manafort's lawyers um let it slip in this poorly redacted document what were they thinking oh my god you know and i almost wonder if something like this is like strategically intentional like because by now i mean we've been dealing with pdf documents and things like that for what 20 years now you think they've figured out right and this has happened before where there's a document that's issued and it looks like it's redacted, but it's not really redacted because they didn't know that you have to then re-export the document so that the la- right. it's not on a layer that you can then mm-hmm. just erase or highlight and still see the words that it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's Im- sort of embedded into the page instead. But uh, there was an exchange um, in, a, in a court hearing in which um, Paul Manafort was uh, confessing to giving 2016 polling data uh, to a former employee with ties to the Russian intelligence service. That is Konstantin Kalimnik. He was offering uh, polling data to Konstantin Kalimnik, making good on the fact that he promised through Kalimnik to Oleg Deripaska that he was going to basically pay off some of his debt to Oleg Deripaska by providing inside information from the Trump campaign. So, I mean, once again, obviously, we have collusion. I know, I know. And it's we got him. Well, we've we we got him. We got him. Yeah, exactly. We That's got a, him. this is my, this is my version of the we got him sound. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Um, so Trump this morning, meanwhile, said he didn't know anything, of course, about Manafort's com- communications with Kalimnik. Uh, knows nothing about any of that stuff, right? Which, of course, is a gigantic lie, obviously. And then he said, which was so weird, again, this is just like, this is the gaslighting. This is, no wonder the red hats are all batshit crazy, and no wonder we all feel like, all the normals feel like we're going insane, because not only did Trump say that he didn't know anything about Manafort's communication with this former GRU operative, for God's sake. And don't forget that the GRU, where Kalimnik was once affiliated, the GRU was the military, or still is, the military intelligence apparatus of the Kremlin, and mm-hmm. the GRU was the uh, the department that carried out the cyber attack, the whole yes. attack against the United States regarding the 2016 election. So in response to this, Donald Trump says, oh, there's no collusion of any kind. There's, there's no collusion, and then there's no collusion of any kind after mm-hmm. saying that he had no idea that Paul Manafort was talking to Constantine Kalimnik. <sighs> yeah, you're not going insane. This is uh, I Donald feel like Trump. I'm taking crazy pills. We're all taking crazy pills, and that's what we feel like. It, however, we're not. It's that Donald Trump has brain worms. It's just the, the stupid, <laughs> yeah. stupid crooks doing stupid things and saying stupid things. All right. Well, we're going to really dig in in earnest to all the politics that are happening right now. But first, I want to talk about our Patreon page. As I said earlier, Jody, uh, I spoke with the great Stephen Weber yesterday for the interview show, Interviews from Earth One. It is a free presentation on our Patreon page. But if you like what you hear on our interview show, please consider tossing in a dollar a month on Patreon, maybe $5, $10 a month, $15 a month. You you sign up at $15 a month. You basically get 
everything. Well, not basically. You definitely and absolutely get everything that we have to offer, all of our bonus materials. That means two postmortem shows a week. That's a, a little mini show that we do at the end of this free show. After the, the theme music is done playing, we just keep on talking for another 15, 20 minutes. That is the postmortem show. We do that Tuesdays and Thursdays. You also get the, uh, the after-party show on Fridays with me and Kimberly Johnson. That's basically sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, everything that we don't get to in the free shows, plus a lot more pop culture, uh, music, comedy, television, movies, our personal live, lots of discussions about sex. We talked about orgasms last Friday, so you want to tune in for that um, on our Patreon page. And also, for your $15 a month contribution, you also get the ultimate edition of this show, which is a commercial-free version of our free show, which is what you're listening to right now. But no more commercials, and you also get the uh, postmortem show tacked on right to the end of it. It's like one big chunk of about an hour and a half a show. If you've got an hour and a half commute to work every day, it's the perfect length of time to keep you company on your way to work. Or if you have a 45-minute commute, you can listen to half on your way to work and then the other half on your way home from work. How about that? Um, you'll be supporting the show if you do this, plus you'll gain access to one of the fastest-growing communities of listeners, our exclusive Patreon club, plus our community tab where you can vent about the Trump crisis or whatever's on your mind. So go right now to patreon.com slash show and subscribe. Thank you so much for doing it in advance. I really, really appreciate all of you for signing up on our Patreon page, and we'll see you over there. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to today's show. The great Jody Hamilton is here. Jody on the show. Yeah, um, Donald Trump right now is uh, doing his motor mouth thing at the border. The last time I checked in right before we started the show today, which, by the way, we are getting the show underway a little bit late, so apologize for that. That's my fault. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. I, I could have used the extra hour anyway because I was keeping an eye on what Donald Trump was fucking doing <laughs> because he just won't leave me alone. Bob. Oh, go fuck yourself. Bob. You and your you and your wall. Go shove your wall up your ass, Mr. President. Bob. Oh, cut the crap. Um, so he was down there meeting with uh, uh, people in uniforms and things like that, sitting around a table with his uh, g- giant white make, make America Great Again hat, and they had props sitting out. They had... Uh, 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 bricks of heroin. <laughs> Trump's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be taking one of these home with me. Thank you very much. He's just going to do so, use a little study up in the residence with this brick of heroin. I love the, <laughs> I love the fen- and he loves saying fentanyl. I love having all that fentanyl from the border. Big crisis of fentanyl. Trump doesn't know what fentanyl is. Absolutely not. Yeah, and sniffing. Oh my God, the sniffing. The sniffing. <laughs> I can't even do what he does. It's like, like he's got a cold constantly. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, and I, I watched that address and I saw someone had tweeted a close up shot of Donald Trump during his Oval Office thing the other night. And his pupils, even though there were bright studio lights, that right. guy's pupils were dilated as fuck. I mean, I couldn't believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. Then he's definitely on something. He is yeah. on something. It's Provigil or Adderall. or I just wish they would come clean about it. Because, look, there are a lot of people who are using these things. If Donald Trump has an ADHD problem and he's being treated with uh, Adderall or some sort of other cognitive enhancer, whatever the variations are, 
then White House, just come out and say it, for God's sake. Right. You know, it's just... I mean, I, you remember when Michelle Bachman was... She came out and said, I have migraines, and that's why I go in my office. It's like, had she, God forbid, become president? And yeah. then it's a whole thing on, okay, migraine... This is how you deal with migraines when you have a high-pressure job. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly It's a, it's a right. teaching moment for everybody to learn that, hey, I'm not alone. This person that's got this amount of power has this problem like I do. Therefore, they're dealing with it. How do they deal with it? I mean, there's mm-hmm. a whole thing that, that he could be doing, but he's a crazy person with brain worms. Yeah, just stop... <laughs> Exactly. Stop jerking us around, please. I mean, that's just, I mean, with the little things, I mean, why even bother? It'd be a one day Mm -hmm. story. You admit that you're using Adderall. You admit that you're using ProVigil. We all go, oh, shit, I can't believe it's so fucked up. And then it just goes away. You know, right. but of course, it's not they're... like he's wearing a tan suit. <laughs> exactly. It's not like he's eating gherkins in his, no you know, tuna salad <laughs> sandwiches or whatever. And they're... he likes arugula. Arugula. Whatever. Oh, my God. Shock horror. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, he said today um, on his way, he was leaving the White House and he likes to stop and talk to the press on his way out to uh, to Marine One. And uh, he denied ever saying that Mexico would pay for the wall in a lump sum or with a check, like in one big <laughs> thing. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, he did. He did say that. He, he They've been talking about that since he descended the escalator back in whatever it was, June of 2015, for God's sake. They've been talking about Mexico paying for the wall and whether he's implied it or he said it outright. They've been saying all along that, yeah, the Mexico is going to give us a check and then we're going to build wall, right? Well, I went and I checked the old campaign website, DonaldJTrump.com. And initially what I did actually was uh, I went to the Wayback Machine because I figured, well, if there was a document, they've removed it since then. But uh, thank God for the Wayback Machine. So I put in uh, DonaldJTrump.com. And it turns out there it is. There was a whole PDF document uh, titled Pay for the Wall. And this document, let's see here. Let's read the uh, the especially salient section of this thing. It says, um, it's an easy decision It goes on here. This is in the first paragraph. This is like sentence three or four. It's an easy decision for Mexico. Make a one-time payment of 5 to $10 billion to ensure that $24 billion continues to flow into their country year after year. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it says here, verbatim. So what they're doing, again, make a one-time payment of 5 to $10 billion. That's what it says in Donald Trump's plan from Donald Trump's website. This is not fake news. And of course, you know, again, we got them, we got them. You know, it's one of those things, again, <laughs> We, we got him in a lie, but we it's again, him. yeah, w- welcome to the thousands and thousands of other lies. Yeah. I mean, the verifiable falsehoods told by Donald Trump. But, you know, it's his, it's only his campaign website. Why should we take that seriously? Um, right. Meanwhile, he also said the buck stops with everybody. What um, is that? What kind of president are you? Yeah. Well, we know. Well, again, Jody, he doesn't understand words. That's the problem. <laughs> but he has the best words, Bob. He's got the best. He knows words. He has the best words. He doesn't just know the best words. He has the best right. words, which is just so fucking strange to say. It but, is a strange uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, of course, as Buzz likes to say, Trump doesn't know anything. He does, it's not that he just doesn't know words. He doesn't understand words. He doesn't understand anything. Because if he did, he would realize that there's only one buck, right? There's not multiple bucks to go around to everybody. Right. When you say the buck stops with me, the old Harry Truman thing, everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. There's one buck 
and it lands on your desk, Mr. President, or your mm-hmm. desk, whoever else. It doesn't get divided up and spread around where everybody gets a buck. Then that defeats the point of saying the buck stops wherever. (sighs) So, yeah, I know. Screw me. Screw me for trying to figure all of this shit out. Right. I know. What are we thinking? Uh, What is wrong with us? And I'm sure, Jody, you saw the video. Jim Acosta tweeted this video. He's at the border wall where Trump is visiting right now. And there's any, you know, they they did a whole panoramic of the this entire giant section mm-hmm. of the wall in Texas, and uh, and it's an existing wall. It's a steel slat wall, which, by the mm-hmm. way, they were able to cut a hole in using yeah. using a saw. So this powerful wall that Donald Trump wants to build won't even really stop anyone anyway. No. But Jim Acosta did verify, Jody, that it is see through. <laughs> <laughs> you can see between the slats. And you could probably reach your hand through. I, I have a, yeah. f- a, one of my grandnieces, um, her father, her grandfather, not my brother, but my sister's ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the lit, the dims is what he calls the Democrats. The dims, great. Um, you know, there's a problem with the border, and then they're like trying to cite all this, but they never, they just quote things and they don't put sources up. Mm-hmm. And it, and what he quotes from is like, you know, it's like some website I've never heard of, <laughs> like how WikiLeaks came out and said, don't leak this right yeah exactly which means it's probably fake news in fact there's a 99 percent chance if you haven't heard of the website and it looks a little bit dubious chances are mm-hmm. the information on that website is absolutely fake news you know when his he he came up with these stats about you know terrorists and stuff and, and his grandniece posted going well cite your source i don't have to well yeah you kind of do yeah and did you, <laughs> did you see actually this is your story is germane to this other uh study that came out out uh, in the last 24 hours or so saying that older people are far more susceptible to fake news than younger people, which makes complete sense as far as I'm concerned. And it's not that older people are dumb or naive. It's just that they were brought up in a world in which you could, you know, believe every, yeah, you could trust the news 100% across the board Uh, mostly because it was almost all the time local news. Very seldom did people before the cable revolution, before Fox News Channel, most of the national news was for a half an hour a day, not 24 hours, seven days a week on multiple stations. So, you know, it was it was more trustworthy then. And now it's it's no longer it hasn't been trustworthy, uh, at least when it comes to Fox News Channel and all of its affiliates. Uh, hasn't been trustworthy in years and years and years and years. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. Jim Acosta was down there from speaking of uh, news networks from CNN, and he tweeted this video, this panoramic, not a single fucking thing. Crickets chirping, not a, a single human being, no sort of emergency. And because there is no emergency. I mean, he, he right. continues to threaten, and he did it again today, continues to threaten a national, a national emergency declaration, which, of course, in Trump's case, would allow him to seize all kinds of additional executive powers. But uh, usually declaring a national emergency requires, you know, an actual emergency. A national emergency isn't just a fallback position uh, in a shitty negotiation. And it's, right. de- it's definitely not because of the art of the deal guy can't seem to make a deal. Um, you don't declare a national emergency just as a as a deal maneuver. There has to be a real emergency. And the courts, if Donald Trump does this, that's exactly what the courts are going to say. So mm-hmm. what this tells us, Jody, is that he's only doing this for the politics. And, right. and, and again, it's not even 
good politics. It's not even going yeah. to... Se- I mean, do you think it's going to secure him any additional votes in 2020? And the thing is, is like, if it's such an emergency, why do you plan for the thing? You just, yeah. you just do it. it you, yeah. you do a, an emergency, hey, guys, like, like <laughs> when, when Obama killed bin Laden, he had known during the uh, very fun correspondence dinner what mm-hmm. was going on right. and left and went to the sit room, found out what happened, and then he made it a responsible and guarded thing. But it had already been done. There was no emergency. Yeah. When you're declaring war like George W. Bush, love him or hate him, that was an emergency as far as we were concerned. Mm-hmm. So he made it, you know, and even that was sort of planned, but still it's like a national emergency is an emergency. Yeah, it's, you can't. Be it's a- not something you plan for a week in advance, or just go. I might uh, exactly. today. I might do it tomorrow. I might if it's an emergency, it's done. Yeah, or there's a hurricane. Right. There's either a hurricane or there's not a hurricane. It's you can't be a little bit pregnant. You can't have right. even moron Brian Kilmeade, whose mm-hmm. teeny tiny brain is always falling out of his ear. Brian Kilmeade even thinks that declaring a national emergency would be a disaster. I'm quoting yeah. a disaster, a terrible precedent, and inept. He mm-hmm. Brian Kilmeade actually when it's Brian Kilmeade wow. of all people, when Brian wow. Kilmeade is accusing you of being inept, well, wow. you better just you know drop your toys and go home because you I mean we've already got Chris we always had Shep. Yeah. Now Chris Wallace is channeling his dad and now Kilmeade? And and Napolitano. Napolitano is saying this is all stupid. I mean, I think that Murdoch is wants him done. Yeah, you think? I think that yeah. it's the cracks continue to widen and expand. Mm-hmm. Almost like you know, you get like a a, 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 a tiny rock falls off of a dump truck and lands on your windshield and makes a little tiny mm-hmm. crack. Well, those cracks are starting to they're starting to spider their way out yeah. across the windshield, and before you know it, it's gonna the windshield's gonna crack and fall off. And then Trump will be left uh, in the wind for his hair to get all fucked up. That's what's happening. Doesn't Murdoch own the Wall Street Journal too? Yes, Rupert Murdoch, in fact, does own the Wall Street Journal. I forgot about that. He does. And you know what? That is uh, also, you know, a source right now of scathing Mm -hmm. anti Trump editorials. There was at least one in the last week or so in which they were just blasting the president for his mm-hmm. Soviet uh, Afghanistan invasion Oh, my remarks. God, that was insane. It was, oh, my, well, you know, and we're now at the point now, Jody, where there is nothing that Donald Trump says that is not insane. That's true. I mean, he is now being enabled by a staff of sycophants far beyond he ever was before. I mean, before, and we we still kind of saw it, but at the same time, there were people who, who were keeping him in line. I mean, H.R. McMaster, John mm-hmm. Kelly, say what you will about their politics. They were at least trying to rein him in a little bit, mm-hmm. and a little bit goes a long way with Donald Trump. Yeah, um, yes, it does. But, you know, now they're letting Trump be Trump. And, of course, mm-hmm. what we know is Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. And yes. so it's just going to get, and there's so much comfort, by the way, in that rule. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that happened Tuesday night with his address in the Oval Office, uh, I mentioned this on the Stephanie Miller show yesterday morning, Jody, but it, it uh, bears repeating is that it was kind of a relief that he didn't go there, that he was too chicken to actually go ahead and declare a full on emergency. I did read that Mitch McConnell was meeting with Mr. Murdoch today. 
Really? I didn't know that. So what's the word? So, Are they meeting? They're meeting about the border. Probably about the, the shutdown. shutdown. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 screwing up everybody. I, did you read the tweet storm about people going to the airports and this one person saying, "Do you want to look at my computer?" And the TSA agent goes, "I don't care. I'm not getting paid." Oh shit! What could possibly go wrong there? And another person offered a TSA agent a tip because they know they're not <laughs> getting paid. I mean, oh my it's God. just. It's, and then the fake wanding going on. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's ridiculous. And, 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 you know, I remember a time when we didn't need all of this. Like, mm-hmm. I remember going to the gate to meet somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can still, you should still be able to do that, mind you, as long as you go through security. I don't see why that's an issue, but apparently it is. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, you know, I remember not needing this much security going to the airport when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. by the same token, there were people at security. Yeah. And they should be paid. Well, yeah, you would think. And, you know, again, what's going to happen, just like it did after 9-11, everyone's going to go, why, why, why? I mean, when there's another mm-hmm. terrorist attack or a high, or skyjacking or some other thing involving an airport, uh, whether it's a, you know, there's been gun massacres there, too. Uh, you know, when that happens again, and or if it happens again, it's going to be, why, why, why? Why wasn't this stopped? And then it's going to be, oh, it's clearly the Democrats' fault. That's, well, naturally. I mean, it's right. Pelosi's fault that things aren't happening with the opening of the government, even though it's yep. Mitch McConnell's fault for not passing the bill that she passed, that he passed unanimously three weeks ago, that could override a veto. I mean, there's it's Mitch McConnell's shutdown. I, it, as much as it's Trump's, it's McConnell's now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've been resistant to go down that road of saying that, well, this thing that Trump is doing is a distraction from this or that. And sometimes you get caught in that rabbit hole. And everything just becomes a distraction. And then you wonder, is there anything that's legitimate that they're distracting from? Because, well, mm-hmm. if everyone, everything's a distraction, then nothing is. Um, right. Th- the problem is, though, uh, this is a case where Donald Trump absolutely is trying to divert attention away from Russia, divert attention away from the Justice Department. Everything that's got Paul Manafort, all, you know, the whole entire thing needs to be uh, sidetracked. And so that's why... Uh, national emergency that's why government shutdown that's why Mm -hmm. traveling to the border and delivering these speeches because it keeps us talking about that as the main story and we never talk about the fact that oh yeah there was collusion we have collusion (laughs) yay for collusion okay um (laughs) you know like yesterday when he walked you know stormed out of this closed door meeting with uh, nancy pelosi and congressional leaders you know he said uh I asked what is going to happen in 30 days if I quickly open things up. Are you going to approve border security, which includes a wall or steel barrier? Nancy said no. I said bye-bye. Nothing else works. And then he walked out. Bye-bye. Threw a a baby screaming (laughs) tantrum, the little fucking whiny diaper baby. Donald Trump. Whiny McSmall hands. (laughs) Yes, precisely. Precisely. All right. Well, there's more to talk about on this front. Uh, We're going to take one last break and come back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. 
We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you, Buzz. It's our Thursday show with the great Jody Hamilton. Jody on the show today from the From the Bunker podcast at from-the-bunker.com. Also, From the Bunker Jr. on Twitter, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jody, we have some breaking news. We have, we oh, have no. breaking what news. What happened now? This is actually... Are you raising your hand like Travis and he scares us when we're at Stephanie? <laughs> yes, I noticed that. I watched the Stephanie Miller, I watched the Stephanie Miller show on uh, Free Speech TV every day, and uh, I always notice that too. Like, uh-oh, uh, Travis has got his uh, his arm up. Hand there's... up, and it's very... Oh, it's 90% of the time, it's frightening. Yeah, and then I get jealous at his muscle tone, and I go, God damn it, I gotta get back what? to the gym. Uh, God, but, damn it. Yeah, God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Um... <laughs> So uh, this is the breaking news. Michael Cohen has agreed to testify to Congress about his work for Donald Trump. Says who? Yep. Here we go. Mark your calendars. Get ready. Get the popcorn going because Michael Cohen is going to go testify. And you better believe that these are going to be public televised hearings. Mm -hmm. This is going to be before. This is not the Intelligence Committee. This is not the Judiciary Committee. It's the House Oversight Committee. Mm -hmm. Says who? Uh, and it's going to happen. It's not, it's, there's nothing classified about it. Nothing. This is going to take place next month. It's going to give, quote, this is from the New York Times. It's going to give, quote, a full and credible account of his work for Mr. Trump. Mr. Cohen's decision to appear before the House Oversight and Reform Committee on uh, February 7th. February seven. It's I'm happening. I'm going to literally. It will be on. It will be on that day potentially. So we might have to do the show at like midnight your time. Oh yeah. Wait. Let me look at February seven. Oh my God. Except that's a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be here. <laughs> we're gonna be here. We're so screwed. Once again. Thanks a lot, Biff. Really appreciate C-SPAN. all your. C-SPAN. We're just gonna be watching C-SPAN. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna deal with that. I mean, with two, <laughs> with Tuesday's show, uh, like for example, one of our listeners, Ford Thaxton, was like, "Why don't you wait?" until after the address and then record the show then at like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, who wants to, who wants to do a show at 10 o'clock at night? Not me. I'm, you know, I'm in my jammies and watching, you know, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell at that point. (laughs) I'm not going to do the show. You're watching little people. They're a little, I'm watching the the dwarves who run a pumpkin farm. And uh, as one should at that hour of the night. Exactly. And why shouldn't you be watching uh, dwarves on their (laughs) pumpkin farm? Um, but so we're going to, well, we'll figure something out. I don't know how the hell we're going to deal with this because of course it's going to be, I think it's going to be taking all day. Uh, it may take, it'll be an all day affair. Yeah. It could be multiple days. Uh, Mm -hmm. let's see. I'm, I'm just scanning this as we talk and it says here in his statement, uh, in furtherance of my commitment to cooperate and provide the American people with answers. I have accepted the invitation by chairman Elijah Cummings to appear Uh, Publicly on February 7, Mr. Cohen said in a statement, I look forward to having the privilege of being afforded a platform with which to give a full and credible account of the events which have transpired. 
Well, it's not collusion, but we'll, we'll just say, oh, yeah, we have collusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I love the pee wee laugh at the end of that thing. Okay. So that's uh, that's the latest news there. Uh, let's see. The Food and Drug Administration, meanwhile, has, has suspended routine inspections of the U.S. food supply. Once again, Jody, what do you think? What can go? What can possibly go wrong with that? Well, I'm just glad I don't eat actual fresh food, so I'm safe. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's yeah, right. <laughs> I don't have to worry about my fruit and vegetables because I don't eat them. Yeah, of so course, yeah, I just eat nothing but spoiled, rotted food. So I mean, it's yeah, had, had yeah. some chance. Me and processed set. food that I bought like seven months ago. So I'm <laughs> yeah, good. That's right. Oh God. Um, yeah, you know, one of our favorite things over the holidays is we visit my dad's house, and my my mm-hmm. dad, God bless my, da- I love my dad. But my dad has this pantry off his kitchen, and there are items in that pantry that have not uh, seen the light of day in years. There was like, we found a six pack of, I didn't even know this was still available, St. Polly Girl beer in bottles. There was Is a that six, even still around? I don't think so, but certainly was in my dad's pantry. It had like a three inch layer of dust gathered on, oh, on the tops of them. <laughs> We found we found a jar. I think it was a jar of ragu where the expiration date was 1993, and it was. <laughs> my I love your dad. I want to go visit next <laughs> year. Right. Can I come so, with you? Well, that's where we're all going to have to hide out at his house when all the food supply yeah, goes he's bad. Got the stuff all poisoned. Does and he everything. have Twinkies from 1987? I think he might, and of course we'll all <laughs> we'll all hoard his expired food if everything goes haywire with the FDA. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, we were talking about this before the break. TSA officers have started quitting their jobs after yep. being forced to work without pay during the shutdown. People are tipping yep. them, apparently, too. And mm-hmm. uh, they were advised, what, by the White House to start having garage sales <laughs> in order to make ends meet? Fucking garage sales. You know, what's that? Bake sales and go fund me to be able to pay your bills, 800,000 federal At workers. a job that you're forced to do for free. Exactly right. But, it, you know, it's for the, the greater good of Trump's teeny tiny mushroom dick. Well, I think that's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why it's all happening. Um, okay. Meanwhile, um, the House Democrats. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is like we're an hour something into the show now. And we're only now getting to the fact that it looks like the House Democrats on the uh, Intelligence Committee are going to subpoena Donald Trump Jr. first, mm-hmm. which makes me so, so happy. This is I one of the reasons I'm, I, I'm in such a good mood because I got to hear about your Golden Globes experience. Plus, uh, I know uh, with some level of certainty that Donald Trump Jr., the world's greatest douchebag, is now going to get mm-hmm. his ass hauled up uh, for public testimony. All those guys who were making fun of, uh, of Hillary Clinton after she was grilled for 11 hours mm-hmm. about Benghazi and about her emails. Mm-hmm. Now it's Donald Trump Jr.'s turn. And, uh, you know, I wrote a piece for the Daily Banter about all this, and I kind of pinpointed exactly why I believe that Donald Trump Jr. is more dangerous than his dad. Because as we saw with George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush, Mm -hmm. George W. Bush had the benefit of hindsight knowing the mistakes that his father made while president and and the, the awful things that occurred during the George W. Bush administration were in large part a reaction to the mistakes that his father made. Now, that leads me to think that if Donald Trump Jr. is able to escape legal jeopardy and obviously run for public office, which he is going to do 
I, I, well, I'm, if he's not in prison, if he, of course, that's, that's if he escapes legal jeopardy. If he doesn't end up in federal prison, maybe if he does, maybe if he gets out of federal prison, he's going to run for office too. I don't know. Well, don't we have a convicted felon that was, uh, yeah, elected into office by the GOP? Yeah, that, wasn't that that guy in California who was convicted? Yeah, yeah. The Orange County. He's a convicted felon, and then we have the dead pimp. Yeah, there's there's the dead pimp too. Holy shit, that's right. So maybe the maybe uh, federal prison won't be a deal breaker for Donald Trump Jr. to run for office. But you know the the, the scary thing is if he does, and then he's going to learn from the mistakes of his dad and be even more despotic than his father right. because he's going to know better how to get away with all of it because he will have seen um, right. all of his dad's screw up. So it looks like. He's going- I don't think he's that smart either, though. It's not like he's Frank Underwood, as I've said. I mean, Donnie no. Jr. is not as bright as George W. Right. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Don Jr. is just a stumbling idiot. And the, the funny thing, though, about Donald Trump Jr. is Donald Trump Jr., as we know, likes to accidentally blurt the truth. You know, yes. so well, like when the New York Times first reported about the Trump Tower meeting, what was the first thing Donald Trump Jr. did? Oh, here are all of my emails with Rob Goldstone. Here you exactly. go. <laughs> this is going to totally exonerate me, showing that, oh, yeah, I actually said, yeah, I love it. I can't wait to see all of that dirt you've collected on Hillary Clinton from the GRU, for God's sake. Yeah, give it over. I can't wait to see it. Oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. here's evidence that I did all of these things. Like a goddamn, right. you know. If he goes, I didn't do it, but here it is. Right, like a stupid, stupid idiot. He's really stupid. You're so stupid. (laughs) He's really, really stupid. And then you know what they need to do? They need to fit him with one of those shock collars. So, right. So if he ends up going up there uh, to the hill anyway and testifying before the House Intelligence Committee, even though I do believe he's going to first of all defy the subpoena and then he's probably going to plead the fifth. But if he does, I think his lawyers need to still stick him with one of those uh, shock collars. So every time he goes to tell the truth accidentally, he's just, ow, ow. He's just going to be one of those things where they just press a button and it shocks him like on his neck or something like the Star Trek shock collar thing that Kirk had to wear. You know, just, yes, I remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it just electrocutes him. I'm just a- Geeky as you are, yeah, and, and you know, I don't. I still don't think he's figured out how he's going to get his hair gel in prison. I don't know if you can well, get your pomade won't. there. I yeah. mean, he's going to need to know some people that know some people. Does uh, Amazon deliver Dapper Dan pomade to uh, federal prison? <laughs> we'll wait and see. Uh, Dapper Dan, and, listen and, to you, right? So we have good news, bad news, good news, bad news, which is the way everything goes these days. Uh, right. The bad news looks like uh, Rod Rosenstein is going to leave the Justice Department in the coming weeks, they say. He mm-hmm. will likely remain on the job until Mueller completes his investigation or after this report is filed or after a new attorney general is confirmed. There's been no indication that Rosenstein has been forced out by the Trump administration, though, you know, anything's possible. Uh, it may not be a direct, well, we need you out. It's going to be more along the lines of, uh, well, you know, maybe your time has come. Or there's all kinds of ways to coerce a guy into leaving his job. But it seemed to me as if Rod Rosenstein is just looking at the landscape and going, you know what, I'm tired of being the whipping boy for every, you know, uh, red hat in the entire goddamn country. So, uh, bye-bye, so long, suckers. I'm going to go to the private sector and make all kinds of money. I'm going to make Bob Iger money now. (laughs) Well, didn't he know Barr ahead of time? Didn't they work together before? You know, I'm sure they knew each other at some point. I don't know if there was any specific uh, connection between the two. I I, I might be terribly, terribly wrong. I'm I'm not privy to anything along those lines. But you may be right. 
So yeah, I think they knew each other in DOJ before because Barr was in the DOJ before. Yeah. Um, with George W. or George H., one of the two, and it's, I'm more concerned because Barr might recuse, and then my concern is the deputy AG that right. would be, then have to be confirmed. That's the person to me that's more important than Barr, yeah. especially if they've not written and talked about like Barr has. Yeah. Well, apparently, didn't there was some breaking news came down during Rachel last night in which they were saying mm-hmm. that uh, the Republicans have pledged. That uh, William Barr told them that he's not going to interfere in the Mueller investigation. He's well, he has to say that in open hearings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He needs to promise that publicly, looking into a camera yeah. and saying, "I will not go there." In fact, if but then his deputy AG has to do the same. Yeah, I mean, has it's just, to say, "Look, I'm going to, I'm going to just continue what Rod Rosenstein was doing, and I'm going to make sure that this this gets done to its fruition." And if the deputy, because they also have to be confirmed, if that person is not confirmed, if that person is not willing to say yes, I will allow the Mueller investigation to go forth, even if Barr recuses himself, then neither one should be confirmed. Yeah, and sorry, I'm just not going to take your word for it. If you, you put your money yeah. where your mouth is, Barr, uh, go ahead. Uh-huh. And re- go, if you don't want to interfere with Mueller, go ahead and recuse. Recuse now. Yeah. I mean, just we're not going to take your word for it. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, we don't know you. We don't know what you're all about. I mean, you could be totally lying about this. And then you get in there and then you're quietly fucking around with Mueller's entire staff and his budget and everything. Uh, burying reports, burying information, sidestepping mm-hmm. subpoenas and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking subpoenas in drawers and not even signing them. And and William Barr would be in that kind of post to be to, to have to sign uh, subpoenas uh, for the grand Absolutely. jury. So um, that was bad news. Well, here's some good news. Seven, not Yay. one, but seven House committees have called on uh, Steve Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin. I don't know how you say his last Steve name. Steve Munchkin. M- Munchkin. Mnuchin. <laughs> there you go. Sec- uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin to explain why we've decided to ease sanctions on companies linked to Oleg Deripaska. Um, yeah, he's got some explaining to do. And I, I can't wait to see these explanations. Like I said, we're going to be spending the next year. C-SPAN, you might as well just bookmark C-SPAN on your web browser yeah, no or just have CNN or C-SPAN automatically loaded up on your television when you turn it on, because we're going to be spending a lot of time watching C-SPAN because there are going to be nonstop hearing. Michael Cohen is going to start us off. We've got Don Jr. possibly coming up here soon. Steve Mnuchin called up about talk about sanctions, and I'd like to see him wiggle out of this where why even I mean, why? Why? What what is the obvious explanation? Why are we easing sanctions on Oleg Deripaska, of all people, knowing that his name is all over a collusion? I didn't didn't say we have collusion. Wait a minute. I I just said collusion. I didn't say the other thing. Um, Okay, so there's that. Uh, and, And finally, the Supreme Court has refused to intervene in this case. Uh, this is in, good. Involving this unidentified foreign-owned company, which your theory was uh, Fox News Channel. Do you think that's still? Yeah, but now I'm applies? I'm wrong. I don't agree with that. Now I think yeah. it's it's a bank. I think it's a bank. It's a bank, and it's pro- mm-hmm. it could be Alpha Bank. That's uh, yeah. I'm I'm going with Alpha Bank now, not Fox News, because Fox News is is owned enough by Americans. But but and they still haven't tweeted since November eighth, which is still weird. Yeah, but. Um, um, no, and I'm glad I, they didn't say what the ruling boiled down to votes wise, but hopefully it was at least eight to one Kavanaugh, um, mm-hmm. if not unanimous. Yeah, I think Should that's, have been. I mean, I've actually been kind of re- talk about being relieved. I've been relieved at mm-hmm. some of the latest 
uh, the latest votes from Kavanaugh in, sp- yes. in, in particular. That was weird, right? The Planned Parenthood vote. There's a few votes. I'm like, dude, seriously? Yeah, it's it's very strange. I would have thought, and I was talking about this, screaming about this, in fact, during those confirmation hearings. Abs- me too. Uh, that this guy was going to do nothing but payback all of the liberals who made his uh, life hell by... Maybe he all- lied to, to Trump to get the gig. <laughs> You know what? He wouldn't have been the first one. I, I think there are no so kidding. many guys who are lying to Donald Trump. I mean, there was a uh, a Trump-appointed federal judge who ruled against Trump recently. I forget what mm-hmm. the case was, but, you know, we've seen this time and time again where even Trump staffers are contradicting Trump. Mm-hmm. I just I think this guy is out on a limb and he's by himself and doing his own thing while the rest of the government is functioning almost independently of the uh, executive at the top of the top of the heap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, things continue to go uh, absolutely crazy in this country and we'll see what happens with this uh, with this border wall and the national emergency and the shutdown, but I don't know how they're going to end up en- ending it other than a veto-proof majority voting on uh, a continued spending bill. Oh, by the way, Mitch McConnell didn't even bring one of those uh, spending bills that the House has passed to the floor. He refused no, to bring the... of course uh, not. Yeah, I think they were going to refund the IRS or tr- start funding the IRS again, I should say. It's on him. It's on McConnell. Yeah, and point. and I think wasn't the FDA in there, too? They were going to try to fund mm-hmm. the FDA individually. Yeah, who cares if drugs are safe or food? Bob, come on. <laughs> yes, we're going to we're gonna have to go live in my dad's house. Bob. And his, yeah. his name is also Bob. So <laughs> Bob, Bob. Bob. I have an earthquake kit. That'll last for like three days for two people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, you can hear, as I said, you can hear Jody Hamilton on the From the Bunker podcast. Go listen to it on iTunes, also at from-the-bunker.com. Congratulations again to your legendary mom, Jody. Couldn't be more happy oh, for you and, and her. And, of course, it's so well-deserved. And it's it's such an honor to know you. It's a, it's an honor to know oh, you and do the so show sweet. with you. So thank you for that. All right, the Postmortem Show is coming up next. We'll see you on our Patreon page, folks. Go subscribe, why don't you? Bye-bye. <laughs>